Welcome to the Colorado A-List. We're building a thriving business community based on generous leadership and authentic connections. I'm your host, Matt Brower, and today's episode is brought to you by Column Commercial Partners. Column Commercial Partners is a Colorado-based real estate company exclusively advocating for the tenant and buyer side of the table. If your company has real estate needs coming up, you can find them at www.columncommercial.com. Our guest today is a man who is nothing short of extraordinary. He's a 10-year veteran of the NFL. He won Super Bowl 50 with our Denver Broncos. He's an accomplished author with his new book, Mindset for Mastery, an NFL champion's guide to reaching your greatness. Sitting at the top of the charts, as a matter of fact. Since retiring from the NFL, he's become an international speaker on leadership, living an extraordinary life, and finding your greatness. At the core of it all, he is a man on a mission to change the world. Thank you for being here, Ryan Harris. Matt, thanks for having me, brother. Good to be here with you. Absolutely. So stoked to have you on the show here. So uh, you just spoke in an event I was at called Habit Hackers. Something you said uh, had me think about this burning question I've had since, uh, since that, which is how does a person sleep the <laughs> night before playing in the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, you don't, right? I mean, that's a, you know, it's so funny, too. We were there in the hotel, and, and it's so wild. You know, the night before the Super Bowl, I was just sitting there thinking, like, holy crap, like, if we lose this game, my greatest achievement's my greatest failure. Like, how many times would a career be remembered that way, right? right. I mean, Dan Marino's career is remembered that way, right? Oh, right. So you're sitting on this, like, precipice of, like, tomorrow's going to happen. Like, I hope it happens the right way, you know? And, all of a sudden, like, we're getting ready for bed after the night meetings, and, and, and it's one of the weirdest things, because usually after night meetings, it's real loose, everybody's talking, but now we've been in Santa Clara for a week, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's kind of quiet after the meetings, you know, get a text from Peyton, he's like, hey, man, you guys are going to do great tomorrow, can't wait to play with you and win with oh, you tomorrow. Cool. yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> it's like this thumping, and I'm like, what the bleep, what it is? All the families had come now. And joined us that Saturday, right? That Friday and Saturday. So they throw like a little party. And so I call security. I'm like, hey, man, can you tell them to turn it down? Like, (laughs) I'm trying to sleep. I'm happy that everybody here in town for the game is having a great time, but we play the game tomorrow. You know, and they're like, yes, yeah, we'll go over. Absolutely. It's like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, wow, we should have thought of that. So, like, I had to hear and we all had to listen to. Uh, the family's getting down until about 1 a.m. Oh, you my know, the gosh. Super Bowl. But uh, at that point, you know, it, you get to this place where nothing matters and everything matters. Yeah. Right? Like, it really doesn't matter if you sleep the night before the Super Bowl because either you're going to play great or you are not. And, yes, yeah. sleep matters in terms of your, your reaction time. It's the number one performance enhancer in sport right now. Uh, and at that point, when you touch that field in the Super Bowl, I mean, you feel every blade of grass underneath that cleat. Wow. You are alive, yeah. and everything around you is living too. Wow! So it's a it's a mind. It sounds like it's a mindset deal yeah. where you have to step out, give it your all, and the result is kind of out of your hands. You just got to yeah. trust. Well, and I was so work thankful. your ass off and trust. Yeah, and trust where you, trust what got you there. You <laughs> yeah. know, that was a great message from Gary Kubiak, our head coach. You know, he said, "Don't do anything different than what got you here." And I talked with Peyton the week before when we got to uh, Santa Clara, and I'm like, "Hey, so what do we do?" He's like, "Listen, listen, your your whole routine is going to be off. You're not going to have the same buildings. You're not mm-hmm. going to have the same time. It's just going to look different." And sure, and I'm so glad that, that both of those guys said those things because it really put things in perspective. Because especially for athletes 
part of your routine and your rhythm comes from doing the same thing. Well, I couldn't study the, my 10 favorite clips from the week because right. they'd shut down the whole video because those video guys clearly were going to that party that night before, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's all these things that are happening, and you really have to just trust why you're there, what you're doing, and the opportunity you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I said to myself, I'm terrified the night before the Super Bowl that my greatest achievement is going to be my greatest failure. I'm terrified I will not be a champion, mm-hmm. but I can go out there tomorrow. I can run the play being called by Peyton. I can play the play, and I can give it everything I have. Even on the field, I thought, oh, my God, I'm still distracted. This is crazy. Like, yeah. You can hear your breath. Like, Lady Gaga's still leaving, you know, and here you are against – the toughest competition you've ever faced, not in your, not just in football, but in life. Right, right. right. And here you got to just, and you, the only choice you have is to compete your tail off. And wow. I did that, and we did that, and that's why we won. Wow, amazing. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, shedding some light on that. So, if you have any, if anything comes to mind, what would you say the biggest thing is that you learned about yourself after winning the Super Bowl? Man, that I, I. I carried self-doubt even into the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I talked, uh, I'll speak a lot. And one of the things I get a lot is, you know, what are the, one of the things that you have to overcome? And I still say self-doubt. I mean, it's, it'll happen. And now I'm familiar with it to a point where, okay, this means I'm at a precipice. This means I'm at a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, and I also learned that when you achieve your greatest goal, and the best thing that happened from that Super Bowl is everything I believed about myself came true for other people. You know, mm-hmm. like former teammates of mine who knew that I was a little different but didn't understand why. It's because I wanted to win a championship, and I did the little things that mattered, and I didn't care about going out to the strip clubs on a Thursday or Friday night. Hey, hit me up in the offseason. Do whatever you guys want. Yeah. But right now, we're trying to win a championship. And what's crazy is not everybody in the NFL, not every player wants that. Yeah, a lot of right. players get paid for losing in the NFL. Now, you get paid for losing for two years. Now, you know, what's the incentive to win? Right. Yeah. So you're in this kind of strange environment that you don't really see, but – you know, even to other rooms, like, you know, and to my family, it was always like, well, why doesn't Ryan, you know, do X, Y, or Z? Why isn't, why isn't this happening? Well, because I'm trying to win a championship and those other things don't matter. Yeah. And wow. I learned that the sacrifice is so worth it. Every sacrifice is worth it. When you think about achieving your dreams, when you see yourself doing that, there's not a sacrifice that wasn't worth it. And that's the first thing. I thought it was all worth it. Yeah. I mean, how many times in your life can you say it was all worth it? Exactly. But when you yeah. in the Super Bowl, it was. Everything was. All so, that work you've done for the, the past work. how many years, whatever. 17 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, all the times. You know, the, the year before, the Chiefs said I didn't have any football left. That I started 15 games for them. Well, I'm sure glad I didn't listen to them. Right? Mm. That paid off. Right? Sacrificing time in the gym so I could be prepared for the Super Bowl 50 season, even though I didn't know I was going to be with the Broncos. Sure glad that worked. You know what I mean? Sure glad I sacrificed that time when I could have went and met my buddies, when I could have made a million excuses. So yeah. when you win the Super Bowl and when you achieve your greatest goal, all the sacrifice was worth it. Right. So the self-doubt is going to come in. And as long as you set that aside and do what you know needs to be done, that's kind of what you're the big uh, kind of aha or what yeah, you learned about yourself. Yeah, that's what's waiting for you. Yeah. What's waiting for you is your dreams. And wow. It's not even about pushing it aside. It's about being with it. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, we talk about fear less than we talk about sex. Yeah. Right? So is it no one has fear, but everybody has sex? Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> right. Get out of here. Right? So you have to find a I way. I mean, that'd be nice. But yeah, no. <laughs> right? Yeah, it would be. Right? You know, and lollipops come for, for free, you know? Right. But, uh, but you really have to find peace with your fear and for me it came out as self-doubt you know mm. and, and so that but then again like I said it kind of 
well, you know, I have no self-doubt when I go and get ice cream because I know what I'm going to get. You know, I like peppermint bonbon or the Oreo creamsicle and a waffle cone. You know, I have no nerves when I go there. Right. But now if I'm going to give a speech in front of 10,000 people, well, okay, I'm going to prepare a little differently. It feels a little different to get my ice cream. Well, good, because yeah. it's different, right? right. I'm, I'm spending money one place, and I'm going to be making an impact on another. So I started realizing it's good for me to feel nervous. If I'm doubting myself, great, because you know what? I get to answer my self-doubt. Right. You're not a champion. Yeah. Yes, I am. I've worked hard enough to be a champion. I, I don't, and you know, one of the words I hate in sport is deserve. I don't deserve to be a champion. I've earned the right to be here. So I start answering my doubt. And wow. now I des- I've earned the right to be here. I've earned the ability to play in this game because of my preparation, because of what I'm willing to sacrifice to be in this moment right here, not just myself, but my teammates. Mm, so wow. now you start answering those questions. You start addressing your fear. You start allowing it to help you feel better and allow yourself to recognize you're there because your fear is telling you you're there. Right, right? You yeah. Know? And so for me, it's not about pushing it away or ignoring it. It's this is going to be here whether I succeed or fail. So how do I succeed with my fear, with mm-hmm. my self-doubt? And that's the mindset change that really allows you to open up your dreams and live your wildest life. Wow. And I can hear so much correlation between kind of your past in sports and uh, business and, you know, earning that, you know, new account right. or preparing for that presentation and really just causing whatever dream you have to happen. So let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, it seems to me like a lot of professional athletes that have achieved great success, when they retire, they you know disappear and they just go you know enjoy their time off or whatever. What drives you to keep being a leader in not only the football community but the business community in general? I want people to have the moment I've had when I won the Super Bowl. I want you to have that in your life. I want you to know you can, first of all, get that big account, start your own company. I want you to know that there are going to be failures along the way, and that's okay, and here's what you can do in those failures. My favorite champions were champions for far beyond themselves. Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, for a brief term there, Mike Tyson as a champion. Uh, You know, heck, you know, to me, you look at LeBron James. Has he just stayed in the sport of basketball? Hell no. He built a school and gave kids bikes, you know. Wow, yeah. To me, uh, the narrative of a, of a champion is you must be a champion for more than yourself. And I want to be a champion for others to continue to persevere, push through to achieve their dreams, and really reach new heights. Cool, cool. So uh, give us a quick rundown. I know you're up to a lot yeah. in life right now. So give us a quick summary of, of what you're working on in you know business, personal, charitable, whatever you want to mention. Yeah, well... Uh, I'm retired. I've earned that. I've earned the, the label Congrats. of retiree. It's great. Uh, so I get to do what I want in a day, um, and that includes weekdays, 10 to 2. i got a sports talk show here in Denver. I do the sports, I'm the sports radio analyst for Notre Dame football on their radio network, so national broadcast. Cool. Um, I'll be doing some things with the NFL this year as well. Just, I've done some stuff for CBS, do stuff for CBS Denver here, Altitude TV Denver here. And I do a lot of speaking. So I do, uh, I'll be going out to, to Vegas in a couple of weeks. It was just in Detroit. Uh, I speak on leadership, mindset, financial literacy, team dynamics. That's one of my favorite things, especially in the business world. Mm. Talk to people about team dynamics. Everybody's like, well, I want my business to be like a family. I'm like, no, you don't. You yeah. want your business to be a team. Because you know? yeah. family, we got things like you know, uh, undying love and you know, unconditional forgiveness and things like that, right? Yeah. 
teams, you have responsibilities and you have an accountability to your team. If you don't get that done, you're gone. Right. Which business yeah. do you want to work for? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I love talking about those kinds of things um, with different people. And then I do some real estate and, and I always try and I'm huge on educational opportunities for students of color. I'm a kid who shouldn't have went to Notre Dame based on my ACT score of 25. Mm-hmm. And I'm a man who has two degrees from Notre Dame that I got in three and a half years. How does that happen? Damn. How wow. am I not supposed to be there, but then I crush it when I get there? Right. I want other kids like me who look like me to get in there and to crush it like I did. Because those standardized tests, the, the legacy of, you know, your family should not matter. What you do with an opportunity does. Right. Okay. And so I... I I could be a little off here, but it's uh, just based on what I've seen. It seems like you spend a lot of your time teaching kids about financial literacy and the importance of that throughout yeah. life. Can you talk about that really quick? Kind of what? Yeah, well, what you especially do there? with youth, you know. And, and when I'm not doing a corporate event or a, a fundraising event, things like that, my message to youth is always: listen, save your money. Here's how you invest. Here's what saving your money means. Mm. You know, people always say, save your money. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's the number one. It's the hardest thing you're going to have to do as an adult. Yeah. No one. When did you? When did anybody tell you that? Right. Yeah. You want to yeah, save exactly. money? Great. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. Find love? Sure. No problem. Save your money? That's a hell of a problem. Right. Right. So now, one, I'm going to tell you the truth about money. Two, here's what saving money means. Save sixty dollars out of every one hundred dollars. Save eighty if you really want to be rich. Get used right. to words like I can't afford it because you know what? Ninety nine percent of the people you're talking to can't afford it either. Right. I show them a picture of one of their favorite, you know, hip-hop artists. And then I show them a picture of Bill Gates, and I say, which one's richer, right? How many chains does Bill Gates have? I got a photo of him <laughs> in a purple polo with Barracuda shorts and New Balances. That's rich, you know what I'm oh saying? Yeah. But who's telling kids like this? Who's telling us this? Yeah. White or black or brown? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. So anytime I talk to youth, I really try and take advantage of the fact that if you invest $100 before the age of 25, that's $30,000 when you're 65. Mm. So if you can invest $3,500 before the age of 25, you're going to be a millionaire. Mm. Do you really want to be a millionaire? Yes. Okay, we'll start saving. Right. Right. Do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Do you like Nikes? Yeah. Do you ever heard of Starbucks? Yes. These are stocks you should own. I had right. one kid in tears in the My Brother's Keeper program. He said, I can own stocks? Hell yeah. You turn 18, you can own stocks, young man. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, who's telling these kids this? Nobody. So when I speak to kids, we talk about money because no one else is talking to them about money. Wow. Because that's uh, long-term that matters so much. And you know what? Yeah. That affects our neighborhoods. That yeah. affects the teachers who maybe, you know what? I had this guy talk to me when I was young, and I started investing since I was 18. And when I left college, you know what? I invested in this crazy company called Netflix and Apple, and they did some things. The stock split, and now I can be a teacher because I put a down payment on my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is a, this is a, a wide ranging effect. You know, the, if there, if, when the crash comes, if you have financially literate community, it's going to be a lessened impact on property values, on jobs, right? Things like that. You're going to have increase in innovation because of the talent of your workforce and the ability to be free because you're financially free. You know, I mean, these are all ways that help our community. So especially when I'm not talking to corporate events or trade groups or things like that, when I'm talking to kids, we're talking money because no okay. one else is talking to us about money. Right. Okay. Cool. So um, most of our listeners are uh, business leaders and entrepreneurs in Colorado that are working on some really cool projects. Um, have you? Do you have any advice for us on you know keeping a vision alive, keeping our you know that fire lit, your eye on the on the ball? Like, how do you stay the course in spite of all the you know? bullshit to, there is to deal with right. getting there, you know? Have a plan. 
you know. Uh, one of the greatest things we did the year we won the Super Bowl and one of the greatest things playing with Peyton Manning and then later with Ben Roethlisberger, you know, you get to a line of scrimmage, you have a run and a pass, and all of a sudden both those plays are crap. Right? You, know, you, you know, you never see Peyton Manning walk to the sidelines like, oh, gosh, they got us, guys. Right. right? Like, no, there's always a third option there, right? So have a plan, okay? We're going into this pitch meeting. If this doesn't come up, what happens, right? Uh, if this comes up, what happens? I think, you know, we, and, you know, big thing, too, is listening. If you're going to a pitch, listen. Well, what, do the, what do you need first? Hey, Matt, great to meet you. I've got a great product. You know, I also failed to mention I have a, a programmatic display company. We do, you know, when you search for shoes on the Internet, they follow you around. But before I get to showing you what we can do, let me hear about your company, right? I mean, yeah. realize, what, what, realize where you're at. Situational football, right? Situational business. Right. Am I asking for business or am I providing value for a need, mm, right? Those are yep. two different things that a business owner approaches a room with, right? You can tell me as great as your self-service is, but if I got a cell, how do you know I need a cell phone? You know, exactly. how, do I know I, how do you know I need better cell service? Yeah. Let me tell you what I need. Um, I also, too, you know, I, I work with a couple of um, CEOs here in Denver, and I always tell them, when are you taking a break? Right, for just for any reason. Mm-hmm. I've taken Tuesdays off. I've taken Thursdays, Fridays off before weekend. No, no other reason to just take them off, right? Yeah, self care. Break. There's, <laughs> a, there's a there is a day off every week in the NFL. It's called Tuesdays. Uh. Right. Every week, every Super Bowl champion has had a bye week, meaning they don't do football that whole week. Yeah. When they win the Super Bowl, you need a break. Give yourself a break. And the last one is celebrate every win. It's tough when you're going and things come up and you don't know if you made the deal or you only closed 20% of your funding round that you want for your Series A. But celebrate every win. We did that, Super Bowl 50. We had fun with each other. Mm. You have to have fun with your team, and you do that by celebrating. Hey, Matt, great job being on time today. That's Matt's 20th day being here on time. Everybody give him a round of applause. You know, like, yes, yeah, you know, I did like, it. You no. feel better right now. Now, if all of us have even been here for 20 days in a row, it doesn't matter, but we celebrated that little win. Yeah, you know? cool. That's so, great. So, you know, really have a plan. Give yourself a break and celebrate every win. Okay, man. That is uh, actually very good uh, advice for me personally because I'm great at, uh, uh, you know, I try to focus on celebrating the wins or focusing on uh, what I'm grateful for. And it's so easy for me to fall into the trap of yeah. doing the opposite of that. Or comparing yourself to, to other companies in yeah. your space, yeah. you know, or comparing yourself to even last quarter's numbers. I mean, all yeah. these things can tell a part of a story, but yeah. you create the narrative and celebrate the good parts of it. Cool. So uh, on your journey, uh, bringing you to where you're at today, are there any mistakes that you can think of that uh, you would do differently now, you know, having lived it or, you know, whatever? How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, the number one mistake that comes to mind is not finding a meditation practice early enough. I mean, when I say that that changed my career, it drastically changed the trajectory Mm. of my career. Finding a meditation practice my sixth year in the NFL um, also trying to do too much. I started a, a home health company my third year in the NFL. I had no business starting a home health company while I was an NFL football player. Wow. Right? I yeah. just needed to enjoy what I was doing. All right? And, you know, it's, that's different than saving money and becoming getting into some real estate and stuff like that. You yeah. know, it's different. But I think one of the things we can do, especially when we have means and we have opportunities, try and take every opportunity, right? Yeah. Especially as an athlete, like, you give me an opportunity in a play, like, I'm going to maximize that opportunity. It's hard for me to shut that off when I go to regular life, right? It's like, hey, there's an opportunity here. It's two for one at the car wash. Bring two cars. You know what I mean? It's like, do I need a car wash? I don't know. But, you know, there's an opportunity here. Uh, So I would say trying to do too much. 
So between finding meditation and doing too much, those are some big mistakes. Also, helping family with money uh, and really being firm about it. You know, now mm-hmm. that I know in retirement how valuable that money is, really telling people to fuck off when yeah. they want to, you know. Uh, my uncle, who I love to this day, the day after I signed or I got drafted, gave me a $1.5 million proposal for a real estate tear down, build up on apartments, and he's never done that. That's not my job. Wow, I have yeah. not even gotten a helmet. I haven't even gotten a number, right? And, yeah. And helping my family out. This is, you know, people, when you give people money, they blow it, period. Yeah. Now, if I help you with your debt, and you, and you go back up to debt, well, that's your own problem, right? Right, and yeah. So one of the things now when people ask me for money, I'm like, well, let me see your bank statements. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, you want my hard-earned money. That One of the things when you get in the NFL, first few practices, you callous your forehead to that pain of hitting your helmet again. So you want me to take the money I did doing that, and you won't even show me what you're doing with your money now? Yeah. Right? So really being a lot more offensive about my money to people who asking who are asking for it right um so, so those would be the three of the mistakes okay and making sure you're getting in bed with the right people that yeah. uh have the track record people who didn't are, need my money yeah exactly but yeah. also you know i felt bad a lot like telling family no no i don't give a shit yeah you know my, my one family member said you should bring the family to orlando you can afford it and i said and that's why you're broke because right. you've done everything you could afford yeah what have you done that you saved for right that's two different ways of your life yeah, it's, it's so easy. I think generally everybody wants to be helpful and generous to the people they love. Yeah. And that's had to have been a hard thing to get over, uh, which is learning to say no and not feeling bad about it because yeah. of what you're committed to. Taking another bite of the potatoes. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. Yeah. Pass the salt. <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. Thanks for uh, answering that. So uh, what's, you know, long-term vision for yourself? What's, what's next for you? What, do you? what else do you have going on? You know, I love my speaking uh, career because it really allows me to bring impact. You know, I'm going to speak to uh, uh, kidney dialysis technicians. Well, my father also suffers from kidney disease, so I'll be able to talk to them about how important their job really is, even though they're kind of on that totem pole towards the bottom of the care diagram, whatever yep. you want to call it. but. You know, some of the dialysis technicians really brought me and my family peace because of my father's condition. So talking to them about that and giving them value and worth, you know, I just spoke about in a room full of people in in Denver, business leaders and young young, uh, students about leading to win, right? You're going to do something, might as well try and win at it. So so I love speaking. Uh, I really look forward to expanding some roles in broadcasting that are coming up too because I love educating and humanizing people about the game they love mm. you know and like Notre Dame plays Navy every year and you can think okay Navy I didn't know they had a football team well I can also tell you it's the weirdest game you ever played in because before that game your coach says hey listen these guys are going to go out and serve our country some of them in the next six months don't you dare say a negative thing to these men don't expect them to quit either so you hear the weirdest things in this football wow. game like great tackle Good game. Can I help you up? Like things you would never hear really? in a football wow, game, that's right? Crazy. So I love taking people deep in and letting them know about the game they love when it comes to football. Yeah, man. There, there was one thing. First time I met you, you were speaking at an EO event, and you said something in your talk about it's okay to to beat your competition. It's okay to yeah. crush, you know, your opponent or whatever. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the accountability piece. That has like sunk in because uh, you know we again we all want to be nice and generous yeah. to each other and everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I just heard in what you said. It's like there's a way you can do that and still 
be generous and, yeah. uh, you know, helpful. And those are the best pros in the NFL, the guys yeah. who are like, hey, you need, you know, let me get this salt for you for those potatoes. And then you go out to practice, and they knock those potatoes clean out your bum hole, and you're like, who's this guy? Like, I thought you were nice at lunch, and now you're making me, you know, change my pants. So yeah. uh, you got to go, for, you know, and it, and, it takes a, and it takes a tough time to say, you know what, I do want to win. I do want to beat you. I respect mm. you. I mm. love you. But you know what? I'm better than you because I've prepared more, because I want it more, because I've got a better team, and because I care more. And you know what? You're going to feel the penalty from not caring as much as I do and focusing. Oh, man, I love and it. And that's, uh, that's something tough to, to be able to vocalize. But I'll tell you something. You play football, you better do it quick because even me as an old guy, I'm going to come at you right away, and I'm going to test you on that every single play. Wow. And that's where the greats beat the good. Because we'll test you every single play for 72 plays. And you might go for 50. You might go for 10. You might even go for 70. But those two extras, where we're, we're, we're there and you're not, that's where we win. Nice. Very cool. All right, so uh, wrapping up here, I have a, uh, just a few rapid-fire questions for you. Right. It allows us to learn just more about you personally. I have a green Speedo with a black leprechaun on it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I want one of those, but not there yet. Hey, you can get anything online these days, I yeah. think. So, uh, so who, uh, you already mentioned a couple of them earlier, but who's your hero? My parents. I uh, will never know how privileged I am to have two people who loved each other, who were not chemically dependent and who loved me. Uh, that's something I recognize not a lot of people have. And I'll never forget my father one day, you know, he's an engineer. He was a, he's retired from an engineering uh, career. Mm. And he was sitting on the edge of his bed one day, and I used to try, always tried to wake, wake up before him to beat him to the sports center at 6, you know. Yeah. And he was just sitting there putting on his tie, and he's just, <sighs> you know, put on his tie, straightened up his shoulders, and walked out the door. And I just thought, wow, my dad doesn't always want to go to work every day. You know, and I learned that from my father, you know, that not every day you want to go to work. My mother is a pioneer in, in education. She is the first woman and the youngest person at her time to be an administrator in St. Paul Public Schools. Yeah. There is no quit in her. There is nothing she can't do. And I learned that from her. And so I'm very lucky that my heroes are my parents. And I know that is rare. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, favorite news sources? Twitter. Twitter is the number one news source. I think uh, uh, I also really like, uh, you know, Axios. Is that what it's called? Axios is great. Mm -hmm. I like Flipboard. It's this little app I use that kind of aggregates a bunch of news together. Oh, cool. Sports-wise, I do the athletic.com. It's a great site, deep, in-depth writing. Um, but, you know, I really try and get my news from a lot of sources, especially in these days. Oh, you yeah, know, you got to. One of my degrees is in politics, and I can't trust even CNN or Fox News. You know, right. I need to read both and then probably a third. And at the end of the day, you know, one of the things I learned in political science is, what do you think? You know, I got a D on a paper, and I said, dude, I, I did everything you asked. He said, yeah, but you didn't tell me what you thought. It's like, holy oh, wow. crap. Like, yeah. All right. So, you know, it's ingrained in me from Notre Dame of, like, you have to decide what you think with the information you're given. So I like to collect a lot. I like the Hidden Brain podcast, the two. That's great. So, oh, I've um, seen that one. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the Colorado A-List podcast as well. You oh, know, thank you. Learn from thank the you for the plug. Leaders, 100%. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so, really quick, uh, politics is one of your degrees. What's your other one? Economics and policy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Yeah. Uh, outside of the Quran, uh, this is my religious book. Uh, so, the Quran or uh, the the Alchemist was a game changer for mm, me. Reading okay. the book The Alchemist by Paul Coachello, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, so The Alchemist or the Book of Five Rings, which is an amazing book 
by one of the most successful samurai warriors. Uh, so he, uh, he wrote a book that I still used every day, when I, every game, before every game, I'd read an excerpt of it. So Nice. I've seen that. I have not read it. That's oh, uh, it putting that on the list. I'll yeah. send it to you. All right, cool. Appreciate that. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? Everyone can lead because everyone can serve. Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Awesome. And then uh, last question, favorite technology? Man, I'm I'm a I'm an old school cat, so my cell phone is still cool to me. Like <laughs> my cell phone can call and play music. Like wow. Yeah. You know, uh, so either that, but you know what, too, my AirPods. Like I love my AirPods, yeah. uh, the Apple AirPods. It's like the best thing I never know I knew I needed. Uh, so I'm so I'm there. You know, I'm just you know I still remember what it's like to live without technology. Yeah. And to have the Walkman and a beeper on you and try and not cross the wires on your headphones. So, for me, man, the technology on our phone is just awesome. That's great. Cool. Well, uh, this Colorado A List podcast, the vision is uh, a you know a thriving business community based in generous leadership and authentic connections. Thank you, Ryan Harris, for your generous leadership today. Thank you for the connection, brother. Awesome having you. Talk to you soon, man. All right, man.